The night of our dear Savior's birth. Isn't that what it's really all about, folks? The season we're heading into, this Christmas season, Christ Mass season. A lot of people on this earth tend to forget that. And um, but celebrate it anyway, which is I find very interesting. Um, welcome to the season of joy, the season of hope. The season of thankfulness, which should be those of us who trust in Christ. Those that should be it every day. But welcome to It's a Religion. This is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided, liberty and justice for some. And uh, those that want to force their way into power that want to circumvent uh, truth, circumvent uh, integrity and honesty and being up front, circumvent our election system, circumvent justice, circumvent um, reality, really. I mean, when you look at the last couple of years and the whole COVID experience, uh, it's been surreal in a lot of ways. I, a lot of things that that have happened in this country I never thought I'd see and uh, in order to get done what they wanted to get done they had to install Biden as president there was no other way around that and they got it done so I don't know you know there's a faint hope that somehow our judiciary is going to finally step up and call the kettle black and go you know what guys uh -uh, this doesn't work and you can't do it. Um, you know, there were many laws broken in the 2020 election by several states. And one side just doesn't care because they got the result they wanted. But my hope is in this country that people will finally recognize the truth for what it is about the vaccines, about the effort to uh, try to normalize things that shouldn't be normalized the effort to uh, circumvent Christ really is what they're trying to do ultimately in his ways the ways in which this country was founded on freedom and uh, a worship of God it's all over the founding of this country so you know irregardless of what you personally believe there is a God in heaven and he had a son, Jesus the Christ, who came to earth a couple thousand years ago to save us from ourselves, really, from our own sin, from our deprivation, deprivation. And it's obvious to anyone who would take the time to recognize that we are created beings, we have a purpose, we have value and worth based on that purpose in the Lord. And no matter what evolution tries to say, no matter what uh, others try to do at the collegiate level or otherwise, uh, I don't care how many professors stand there and tell you you came from a bowl of soup millions of years ago. 
you need to laugh at that out loud. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Keep preaching preacher and start calling it for what it is. It's preaching. It is no less preaching than when I preach to you from the Bible in a pulpit at a church. It is the same thing because it is a religion. And that is one of the biggest things that this show is going to be about going forward. You know, right now we're doing a, a, an encouragement series, just reading through the Bible and looking at the truth and the objective truth of God's word. And yeah, there's stuff in there I don't necessarily understand and things that I don't uh, get when it, it comes to why God would do things a certain way or allow things to happen. You know, why does he allow evil? Well, how would we know good without it? I don't know. You know, I mean, it's, it is what it is. He has allowed it. So uh, it's not for me to decide. It's for me to deal with. But, but here it, it's a religion. We like to start with the, the word of God, scripture from the Bible, the Holy Bible. And we have been reading through the book of Genesis. We are in Genesis 34 today, and we're going to look at the story of Dinah. So let's get into it. Now, Dinah, the daughter of Leah, whom she had born to Jacob, went out, went out to see the women of the land. And when Shechem, the son of Hamor, the Hivite, the prince of the land, saw her, he seized her and lay with her and humiliated her. And his soul was drawn to Dinah, the daughter of Jacob. He loved the young woman and spoke tenderly to her. So Sechem spoke to his father, Hamor, saying, Get me this girl for my wife. Now Jacob heard that he had defiled his daughter Dinah, but his sons were with his livestock in the field. So Jacob held his peace until they came. And Hamor, the father of Sechem, went out to Jacob to speak with him. And the sons of Jacob came in from the field as soon as they heard of it. And the men were indignant and very angry because he had done an outrageous thing in Israel by lying with Jacob's daughter, for such a thing must not be done. But Hamor spoke with them, saying, The soul of my son Shechem longs for your daughter. Please give her to him to be his wife. Make marriages with us. Give your daughters to us and take our daughters for yourselves. You shall dwell with us, and the land shall be open to you. Dwell and trade in it and get property in it. Shechem also said to her father and to her brothers, Let me find favor in your eyes, and whatever you say, to me I will give. Ask, ask me for as great a bride price and gift as you will, and I will give whatever you say to me. Only give me the young woman to be my wife. The sons of Jacob answered Shechem and his father Hamor deceitfully because they had defi he had defiled their sister Dinah. He said to him, We cannot do this thing to give our sister to one who is uncircumcised, for that would be a disgrace to us. Only on this condition will we agree with you that you will become as we are by every male among you being circumcised. Then we will give our daughters to you, and we will take your daughters to ourselves, and we will dwell with you and become one people. But if you will not listen to us and be circumcised, then we will take our daughter, and we will be gone. Their words pleased Hamor and Hamor's son, Shechem. And the young man did not delay to do the thing, because he delighted in Jacob's daughter. Now he was the most honored of all his father's house. Hmm. So Hamor and his son Shechem came to the gate of their city and spoke to the men of their city, saying, These men are at peace with us. Let them dwell in the land and trade in it. For behold, the land is large enough for them. Let us take their daughters as wives and give 
let us give them our daughters. Only on this condition will the men agree to dwell with us to become one people. When every male among us is circumcised as they are circumcised, will not their livestock, their property, and all their beasts be ours? Only let us agree with them, and they will dwell with us. And all who went out of the gate of the city listened to Amor and his son, and his son Shechem. And every male was circumcised, all who went out of the gate of the city. And on the third day, when they swore, were sore, two of the sons of Jacob, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brothers, took their swords and came against the city, while it felt secure, and killed all the men. They killed Hamor and his son Shechem with the sword, and took Dinah out of Shechem's house and went away. The sons of Jacob came upon the slain and plundered the city because they had defiled their sister. They took their flocks and their herds and their donkeys and whatever was in the city and the field, all their wealth and their little ones and their wives and all that was in the house they captured and plundered. Then Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, You have brought trouble on me by making me stink to the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites and the Perizzites. My numbers are few, and if they gather themselves against me and attack me, I shall be destroyed, both I and my house. But they said, should he treat our sister like a prostitute? I think it's interesting that that was even an, a thing back then, that a woman could be that. But we don't know how many people were on the earth at that point. You know, these are different people groups, obviously, that came through different lines, potentially, or came originally from one of Noah's sons, but came through different family lineage. And uh, at this point, um, we see this interaction and God is just giving it to us in the form of a story. Hey, this guy uh, did something bad. The brother's response was this. And he hasn't really commented uh, on whether it was good or bad. Jacob's like distraught because he thinks people are going to come after him now. But it's interesting, you know, before even reading anything else, what would what would you do? What is the proper response to that? You know, it, it's they didn't come seeking forgiveness for what he had done. They came seeking to uh, fulfill, I think, the right thing. Like, you know, he he took her and did this thing, and but yet he wanted him to be uh, his wife. So, or he wanted Dinah to be his wife, this Shechem guy. So, in in that sense, it almost seems like well, that is just at least at least he's trying to make an honest woman of her right so we should forgive him maybe and just move on but the brothers of Dinah do not show any mercy here and a lot of people pay for the mistake this one man made and so in that light to me that doesn't make a whole lot of sense I think obviously what what these two guys did was wrong completely you know take it out on, on Sakam maybe but not the rest of the city they killed all the men i you know i don't but again i don't know how the culture was set up back then um you know so there's a lot of things that we do in in that sense um to uh a lot of things we assume based on what we see today you know we assume things that that were there and what happened and how people acted based on what we see in society today. And obviously there were a lot of different traditions back then. You know, women didn't have near the place that they do in our society today. Um, you know, it, it seems to me they were treated more like property, which in, in that light too makes me go, well, 
yeah, it wasn't right what they did to her, but what the attitude that a lot of you guys had about women back then, I, you know, how do you almost blame the guy if he wanted to be with her? You know, and again, beyond that, he wants her to be his wife. So he's trying to make an honest woman out of her. So I don't know. It's, it's an interesting story. And it's one I encourage you to reflect on. But the justice and the mercy of God, um, we'll have to see how this all works out as we get into the next chapter tomorrow. Um, but God does not leave these things. There, you know, when I look at it, a lot of the things that happen on this planet, I think, are going to have repercussions in the next life, the life that is going to last for eternity, right? You know, Jacob has been gone from this earth for over 2,000 years, more like 3,000, probably 4,000. No, we'll see. The flood was about 4,000 years ago. This probably would have been about 3,500, 3,600, somewhere. I don't know the exact date, but but he's been gone from the earth a long time, and yet we still read about him today. But what I'm getting at is his life was 100 and some years, and he's been gone from that life in whatever life he has now in the afterlife for over 3,000. And so get that in your in your head, and which is more important? So, Lord God Almighty, thank you for your words. Thank you for teaching us history, giving us things to contemplate and think about. Thank you for a brain that we can think and, uh, and consider things. Um, I pray that you would help us be people of integrity today, that you would help us be encouraged uh, by our faith in you. And I pray that, that those who hear this show and, and aren't uh, of the faith would become so, would become yours, Lord. So thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for stopping by, everybody. Uh, I'm going to play one of my favorites, um, and we will uh, catch you tomorrow. <laughs>